Hello there, everybody, and welcome to today's live podcast recording for the Expedition to Soul podcast. I'm Sarah, the founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and this week we are going to look at self-sabotage. I want you to think for a minute what self-sabotage what, what does that mean to you? Like, what does self-sabotage mean to you? I'm sure you've heard the word. It's also kind of like a buzz, a, a buzz word, you know, that people just use all the time. Like, oh, I'm self-sabotaging. But I mean, what does it really mean to you? And also, I would love for you to consider how you might have an idea of what self-sabotage looks like. And maybe that's not exactly what self-sabotage looks like. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. As I said, this is the live podcast recording of the Expedition to Soul podcast. I'm very excited to be here with everybody today. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, intuition, and everyday magic. And part of that intention is working with the moon. And part of intuition is working with the moon and also understanding self-sabotage. Now, the moon. Let's start there. Now we're going to get back into the self-sabotage piece. I still invite you to consider though, what does self-sabotage mean to you? And how do you usually think of self-sabotage and what it is? Uh, if you're watching this live, I should also tell you, we have some team members in the comments today who are helping you out. So if you see anybody sign their name with team TSE, we've got Christina in here. We've got, I believe Anna's coming in here. We've always got magic mentors and alum helping us out. I see Amber Liskey in here. Amber is helping us out. Lots of great folks to help you answer any questions that I miss or don't see or just can't quite get to on this day. Uh, all right, the moon, the moon. That's where we're going with this to get going. The moon, as you know, as you may know, is a very, very magical tool. It's a very powerful magical tool. And the reason that it's so powerful and so magical is that the moon invites us to be present in the current rhythm, wherever we are in our cyclical life, in our way of being, the moon invites us to pay attention to that. The reason for this is because the moon is going through its own rhythm. It's living in a rhythm. It's living in a cycle. So the lunar phases, there are eight lunar phases, eight typical lunar phases you'll hear about. And these phases alternate between um, active and passive sort of phases. So the energy of a lunar cycle is always ebbing and flowing. It's like ride the wave and then just like sit for a bit, ride the wave and sit for a bit. The moon, as you see in the sky for two weeks, the moon grows, it grows, it gets bigger. Now it's not really getting bigger. It's the way the light is shining on it, right? The light from the sun. But from what we perceive, the moon is getting bigger. And then for two weeks, the moon shrinks back. It's getting smaller again. Within these, these two week parts, we can break this down to the eight lunar phases, which is a bit too much for us to get into here today. But as I said, they, they alternate from active to passive stage to active to passive phases. And there are eight of them. 
when we drill down into this growing and then into this releasing or this like shedding, the getting smaller, we're getting bigger and then we're getting smaller. That's kind of the big overview of the moon though, is that we're going from this growing to shedding, growing to shedding, growing to receiving, calling into receiving, right? When we work with the moon phases and we understand them and we pay attention to them, we're called to pay attention to our own lives and see where in our own energetic, our own energetic patterns of growing and receiving, sometimes in relationship to the moon, sometimes not, we can see where we might be self-sabotaging. And doing this over time, we can see energetic patterns where maybe there's a certain part of our own hormonal cycle or the moon phases where we are more prone to self-sabotage than we are in others. And this can help us to create whatever it is we want to create in our lives. You might use the word manifesting, receiving, creating, dreaming, like whatever the word is that you use. Knowing these energetic patterns, though, can help us to create things in our lives faster because we can see where it is that we might need more rest or where we might need to step away because we're about to self-sabotage. Now, that's a little bit on the moon there and the phases of the moon. I'm going to show you a lunar tracker. Some of you who are in our programs, y'all have you all have the, the full lunar tracker, but I'm going to show you a page that we've been giving out as one of our free season of the witch gifts. We gave it out um, in the email several times last week. So I'll show that to you in a little bit and how to actually do this, like how to tangibly do this on paper. But let's talk about self-sabotage for a moment here. I invited you a few minutes ago to consider self-sabotage and what self-sabotage looks like to you. If you don't know, I wrote a book called Magical Self-Care. And one of the things we talk about is how self-care can sometimes actually be self-sabotage. <laughs> and you're like, that is weird, Sarah. Why would you say that? Self-care is important. Self-care is not selfish. All of those things. Well, stick with me. Stick with me here. So much of what we do that we think is good for us is actually some form of sabotage. Like when we you know, I love to use the example of, of drinking like three glasses of wine to relax at the end of the day, right? You might be like, this is my self-care. I know a lot of women who call it their, uh, like their mom juice, which, you know, if that's what you say, that's what you say. But like, it's that kind of, you know, it's it's like a thing I do to unwind and for myself. I, I see it with, with shopping. Um, I see it with just buying stuff for the, the house that you don't really need, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and I'm all for buying this, like I'm all for buying things that make you feel great. I'm looking at this more of what are you doing to like you're justifying it as a self-care thing, but it's really not getting you where you want to go. And so we self-sabotage. I think we think of it as like completely breaking down or not doing what we want to do or like just not getting started. But self-sabotage is actually the small things that we're doing every day to keep us from getting somewhere. So that might be drinking three glasses of wine when you're trying to lower your blood pressure. You know, like that's not actually helping you. That might be like buying the new, um, like a whole new I don't know, like furniture <laughs> when you're trying to uh, invest money in education or something, but you're like, well, I'll feel better if I buy the furniture. And maybe you will. I don't know. I'm not here to say you won't. I think you have to identify these patterns for yourself. But we also do this as like, 
you know, I'd love to uh, maybe like enroll in a course, you know, we teach online courses, but I feel like I'm just not ready yet. Or I feel like I have to know something specific before I can enroll, like before I'm good enough to enroll. Or self-sabotage could be not asking your partner for something that you want to do or something you need in your life because you feel like they're just going to say no anyway. So why bother asking? And that's actually self-sabotage because that's your attachment to what the expected outcome. Not You don't know what's actually going to happen, right? So we self-sabotage in little ways every single day. So it's not these big things. It's actually very little micro <laughs> decisions and micro actions that you're taking that are self-sabotage. When we look at the moon and we look at our connection, like I said, to our own inner rhythms and this outer rhythm around us, we can see where we might have greater patterns of self-sabotage and where maybe we're taking bold actions but not realizing it. I hear from so many people that they don't follow through with things, they don't have confidence, all of these things. Most of these people, though, when I get to talking to them, there is something that they're doing and they're doing it really, really well. Or there is an action that they're taking every single day uh, and they're just not acknowledging it. So when we're working with the moon and we're tracking, like what is it that I'm feeling? What is it that I'm doing? We can find these energetic sweet spots where maybe we have that like one really bold day every lunar cycle where we do speak our truth. We do ask for what we want. We like do the thing that's the opposite of self-sabotage and make some momentum. And we, we could start to see these rhythms. We can better live our lives and prepare for these things that are going on around us or that we want to do. Now, if you're listening to this on the podcast, because this will go on our podcast, I invite you to check your emails from us if you're on our uh, email list, because I have been sending out in the last few emails the link to our free season of the witch gifts. I can't say that word with the T at the end. Gift. <laughs> gifts. And in there is a printable lunar tracker. You can print it out. I have a digital copy on an iPad, so I can write on it on there however works for you. You could draw your own. I am going to show it though on the screen for anybody watching on video. Uh, and this is a lunar tracker. So it's basically a circle broken down into parts each day of a lunar cycle. Now, those of you who are in Holistic Witchery or Enchanted Journey in those programs or are living your lunar year self-paced class, you have the full downloadable um, printable notebook where it's like the whole year plus all these extra printables to go with it. But anybody who wants the free tracker, you have access to that as well. Basically, what you do is at a new moon, you mark the date on your tracker. And this is where people get caught up. They get caught up and they self-sabotage by wanting to do it perfect and right. And there is no perfect or right way to fill this out. Each day over a lunar cycle, you can even just do this in a list, in a notebook or in your phone, notes app, whatever you want to do. But each day, starting at a new moon, basically, you make a note of your you know, how you're feeling that day, what steps you took towards your intention that day. Maybe it's just a note about what happened in your life that day. Maybe it's like you do, if you share a really a great highlight and then something where you're like, mm, this could use some improvement. You can also track, I track uh, my menstrual cycle on mine. I will track um, communication with my family members. Like if I had a really tough communication with one of my kids or my husband, I'll track that on there. And at the end of a lunar cycle, you'll be able to see how you were in relation to the rhythm of the moon and your hormonal cycle if you're tracking that. If you do this like three months in a row, 
you'll start to get this evidence of patterns and you'll be able to see for yourself, goodness, I see in which part of a lunar cycle or my own hormonal cycle, I'm really self-sabotaging. Like I'm really reaching for something to help me out here, or I'm really standing in my own way. I'm lacking confidence on these days. And I see on this day, everything was really amazing. And I was really bold, or I felt really good and had this great communication with my partner or whatever it is. And over time, you'll see these patterns. When you understand these patterns, this is when you can create in your life faster. And it's when you can uh, switch from the habit of self-sabotage to one of creation and more confidence, because it's not always the fact that you don't know what you're doing. It's not always the fact that you aren't confident or can't do something. It could very well be just the energy of the time. I know personally over years and years and years of lunar tracking that at the new moon, I'm a little bit like, like, down and out. I just don't feel very hyped up. Like everything feels a little slow and a little bit harder than it needs to be. But at a first quarter moon, oh my gosh, there is gas in my gas tank and I am a thousand miles an hour and you can't stop me. <laughs> and I have found that that's not entirely dependent on my hormonal cycle either. So at the moon phases, I definitely have that pattern. When I'm looking at my menstrual cycle and my hormone, my hormones, I can see where I actually feel this like spike in frustration and kind of like leave me alone and need my blanket at the end of the bleeding week, as opposed to some people it's during or at the beginning. And I saw that pattern too from tracking. So I can see where like, you know, if my menstrual cycle is lining up with a new moon, I'm really, that's not the time for me to start taking action to create something or try to manifest something because I'm going to feel like everything is the worst. But <laughs> I can also look though, like what's going on at the first quarter moon and what's lining up there because that's when I feel super jazzed and ready to do anything. So for every person though, it is different because we are all different and we all relate to the energy of the lunar phases different, which is sort of like a a bone to pick I have with moon books in general, or the idea of manifesting with the moon, because you get you're taught a rhythm of growth and release. And that is a great foundation rhythm, but not everybody relates to that rhythm in the same way. We are all different relating to those rhythms, depending on your astrological sign, depending on your hormonal cycle, as I said, depending on where you live in the world, and even the seasons can impact how you are relating to the moon phases. If you live somewhere like I do in Connecticut, where it gets very cold and very dark in the winter months, I mean, those new moon periods can be even darker, even like more, they can feel very constricting and like, ah, oh, there's no end to the darkness. If you live in Florida here in the US, it might not feel that constrictive because it's still sunny, it's still warm, you can still go outside. So depending where you are in the world, depending who you are, depending on your astrology, you can relate to the moon phases differently than these generic uh, sort of foundation outlines for how the moon works, which is why I think it's so important to create a practice of lunar tracking. Even if you don't do it every day, I'm not perfect. There's some weeks that I sort of look back through my calendar and I backfill a few days. There's some sometimes when I'm really on point and I do it every day. But really doing this will help you to stop your self-sabotage because you're going to learn a heck of a lot about yourself along the way. 
All right, let's see here if there is anything that I can answer. Any questions coming up? I see one based how you respond yourself to the moon cycles rather than the what they, in quotes, yeah, say to do. Yes, I always say look at your own relationship to any energy and not the prescribed foundations of the energy. Uh, the thing about lunar cycles in particular is that, you know, historically speaking, anthropolo anthropologically speaking, folks worked with the lunar cycles as a method of keeping time. So this idea that, you know, we have these specific phases for specific things, that's really more of a modern construct. And it's something that, you know, humans just like us developed over time. And I love that those, uh, I love those, the relationships of the moon phases to the different ways to use them, because it does give us this really great creation rhythm. And if you are a person who I see for a lot of women who maybe um, don't uh, menstruate anymore, who've had a hysterectomy, uh, and for men in particular, people who are looking to kind of anchor in on a rhythm that's not within their body anymore, that's not very visible within their body, I should say, because it's there is a rhythm there, but one that's not like readily visible and apparent, looking at the rhythm of the moon as you can learn it foundationally and as we teach it in our holistic witchery program, that's a great way to create rhythm in your life if you're looking for rhythm in your life, right? That's an amazing way to find rhythm. Uh, I have two young kids and we even look at the moon phases when it comes to we homeschool. So when it comes to their schooling and like what we're working on, how how much time we're spending on the day doing schoolwork, right? As opposed to um, like some two periods of the lunar cycle, we do more and sometimes we pull back and we do less. So it is this rhythm that helps us to grow and reflect, grow and reflect. And it's a beautiful built in rhythm for us. And when you can understand your connection to that rhythm, that's where the real power lies. That's when you're like a superhuman creator, because it's really easy to get stuck in this thought of like, everybody else knows something I don't know. Everybody else can just manifest things. <laughs> and that's not the case. Uh, just learning about yourself and understanding this is a period of time where, you know, I am not at my best self and it's going to be really hard to get in the, the headspace to do something wild or speak my truth versus understanding your relationship to the lunar phases and knowing like this is the time when I feel really bold and I'm not so afraid of failure and I can take these big actions and make stuff happen. So understanding that relationship, it gives you the grace too to love yourself unconditionally through the times when maybe you don't take the action and you realize like, hey, I'm just a human who also has a built in rhythm. And here it is like this is the time when I create. This is the time when I don't create rather than this constant like, oh, I'm trying to create things. I'm trying to do things. I'm trying to make my goals. I'm trying to live my intentions. <laughs> we all have periods of time where our, our minds, our energy, our bodies are just like, nope, this is not that day. This is not that day for me. And the more you lunar track, the more readily available that information is to you and the greater the greater likelihood that you will step out of self-sabotage instead of living in a cycle of self-sabotage. Uh, let's see here. Just checking out if there's any other comments. I see over here in our app, we do have an app, those of you who might not be catching it there, where we host our classes and community. And I see some folks uh, sharing 
that it's their intention to finally start their lunar tracker. <laughs> I get it. It's one of those things that it really is a habit. And, you know, I can sit here and, and say this all day long. And I will tell you that it's not something that I do perfectly lunar tracking. I don't do it every day of the week. And there are, in fact, entire lunar cycles that go by where I write like maybe the date on it. And then I just realize, oh, goodness, what happened? The key is, though, is that I've been doing it imperfectly for years. <laughs> I've never done. OK, I might have done it like a few times where I've done it every single day and I've really followed through and it's imperfect. But I've been imperfect at it for years and years and years and years. And it's that imperfect collection of findings that have really helped me to learn about myself and see, you know, how was this before I had children? How was it when I was pregnant? How was it post having children? And now that I'm five years out from my last kid and I'm perimenopausal and I have like all estrogen dominance, my hair is getting a little gray. Like, how is it now? How am I relating to the lunar phases now? Because for women in particular, the moon, you know, our menstrual cycles typically are about the same period of time as the moon. Now, it's not the case for everybody. It's not the case for me. Mine is different from the moon days, um, which makes it very interesting because it's always changing per lunar cycle. But the moon is a it's associated with the zodiac sign of cancer, which is like the nurturer. It's the, you know, Anna, my sister here, who's one of our, um, she is our astrology teacher along with Sarah and Nick. We've got a great astrology team. Uh, but Anna will tell you if you fall off your bike, cancer is the, that's the one who's going to like want to give you a Band-Aid. That's the like person who's going to come over and give you a hug and wipe you off and want to give you a cookie. <laughs> So are you okay? Make sure everyone's all right. And the moon is associated with cancer in the zodiac. So women, I think a lot of us can relate to that energy of like, I must take care of everybody. Is everybody okay? I need to take care of everybody else first and myself later, which is why I think that for women in particular, understanding the energy of the moon is very powerful just because it does create that rhythm of reflection in that rhythm of taking action. Because if we're always trying to take action, we will exhaust ourselves. And if we're always just waiting around, reflecting, feeling like we're in a funk and can't do anything, we never move forward. And the moon reminds us that there's a rhythm to this. There's a time to move forward. There's a time to reflect. There's a time to move forward. There's a time to reflect. But as I said, we don't all relate to those energies the same. And it can change lunar cycle to lunar cycle based on your hormonal hormonal energy as well, which I experience as having a shorter cycle than the lunar cycle. So mine's always changing. It's always interesting. But if I know based on patterns, I can work on those self-sabotage things that I might be doing because I can see them coming a mile away. And again, to reiterate, I do not do this perfectly. There is no world in which I am perfectly tracking in a lunar cycle tracker every single day. And there's not one way that I do it. Some days it's my feelings. Some days it's a communication that I had. Sometimes days it's just like a one-liner about what I did. You know, it's different uh, all the time for me, but it's this imperfect action over years that has really helped me to see myself and see how I relate to different lunar phases. Add the zodiac on there and what signs everything is in. Oh my goodness, the, the world is your oyster. <laughs> but that's a topic for another day because that will just get us down a whole entire rabbit hole uh, 
here. And what am I seeing over in our comments? Kim, the lovely Kim, who is in our programs. We just got to meet in Salem, Massachusetts. Your birthday is on the next new moon. Is that true, Kim? That is a very powerful time to start your lunar tracker. I did not look before I came on here when the next new moon is, but I'm thinking it's the 25th. Oh, it is. Yes. Tara is sharing that over here. It is on the 25th in uh, Libra, the next new moon. So it's the perfect time to print this out and start thinking about what you might want to put on it. You could even start it at the full moon coming up. The full moon will be this weekend, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you could do two weeks starting on the full moon as well, and then switch to the new moon uh, for the next lunar cycle. That's the other thing is, you know, folks want to, they really want to be perfect about it. You can certainly start a lunar tracker at any point in time any of the four core lunar phases, the new moon, the first quarter moon, the full moon, or the third quarter moon would all be beautiful times to start a lunar tracker because each of the four core phases lasts one week. So the first half, the first two weeks of a lunar cycle, that's that growing portion where we might want to take more action, feel more like out there doing things. And the last two weeks, is the uh, it's the the waning half where we're like releasing, we're resetting, we're resting. But within there, each of the four core lunar phases lasts one week, uh, and then that builds up obviously to four weeks. He's asking where can I find the tracker in our emails. The last I think four or five that I sent, there was a link for a free season of the witch gift link in each of the emails and in there click the link you'll find the lunar tracker page uh, and today's free gift went up also they're coming up on tuesdays for the next few weeks so if you have the link go ahead and click it because you will find today's free gift as well if you don't have the link have no fear i will be sending it out later today for each of these tuesday um live streams that we're doing. It goes on the podcast afterwards. And we also write out a beautiful blog post to support it. The lovely Sarah Milne, who is a, she's one of our teachers. She's an astrologer. She's a writer. She's turning these into pot, into blog posts for us. So every Tuesday later on in the day, I'll email out the replay. The podcast episode is available there as well as Sarah's beautiful blog post for you. And the season of the witch gifts, I will put in that email that goes out later today as well. But I think it's been in the last four or five emails, or it was in two last week, at least three last week, I believe. And you can find it in there. Anywho, yeah, and Tuesdays is on there as well. All right, so that is some information for you on self-sabotage and lunar tracking highlights. Ask yourself what self-sabotage really is uh, and see where you see it in your life because self-sabotage is really, it's these micro actions and micro decisions. It's not what you would think is like, I think we think of self-sabotage and think it's maybe something like one big thing we do, or it's like very visible and apparent. It's really micro actions and micro decisions that we're making that are self-sabotage. And often we, I think uh, we justify them as necessary. <laughs> <laughs> which is always a red flag to me that there's self self-sabotage afoot and working with lunar tracking can help you to see where that might be happening for you and better align your expectations with what it looks like to create things in your life. All right, y'all, that is it for today. We have a fun announcement coming for you tomorrow, all about magic week and registration for that. So be sure to keep 
keep keep an ear out, keep eyes open, all those things for that announcement tomorrow. And until next time, I hope that you all have a very, very enchanted rest of your day ahead. Bye.